1: And welcome back to Football Alaterca for match day 29 of the 2019-2020 season. Uh, but it's almost 2021 really, due to of course that large break we had of, due to coronavirus. My name is Kam Bazet and today I am joined by a full panel of analysts, including but not limited to Jakub Marofolo, Özer Dinger, Umut Nadere. And of course, the man of the law, Burak Sezgin. Guys, welcome back to the show. We've got lots of stuff to talk about, so let's jump right into it. Unless any of you have a, a fun little anecdote over the past couple of weeks or so that happened to you. I don't know if there's anything like that. No, everyone living... I bought, port- I bought a New Hoover. I bought a Henry, and I'm very happy with it. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Um, uh, yeah, let's let's jump right into football because lots of stuff happened this week. Really, at the top of the table, uh, everyone kind of slipped up, uh, at least in the top four. And let's jump right into that, right, with the with the big match of the weekend, um, which I think, especially Trabzonspor fans were nail bitingly anticipating, watching it because earlier this weekend, of course, we know they slipped up. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in a bit. But let's talk about the big chunk. Of meet of uh, match day 29, which was Başakşehir, the league leaders, hosting uh, Galatasaray, who were really playing for their last chance. But Galatasaray, of course, with many players missing due to injury and all, but well, mainly due to injury. Um, yeah, this match ended surprisingly, perhaps 1-1. Uh, Başakşehir had a fantastic opportunity to go four points clear at the top of the table. Um, yeah, what do you guys think about them not being able to finish off a, a wounded animal like Galt Sarai were in this match? Uh,
2: well, I think you're right. It was the last chance saloon for, for Gala to come and uh, stake claim for the title for this season. But I think, although I agree that, you know, Gala had uh, some eight or so, 18 players missing from, this, from the lineup, I actually thought we played relatively well. Um, in spite of that, and playing against Basakşehir, who have been so consistent and so dominant in the league this year, I thought performance-wise, what really weren't that bad. Um, I think here will be relatively pleased with, with uh, getting the one point here, especially given the on result.
1: Do you, do you think so though? Because this could have meant the title for them almost, I think. four I, points I know, eight. but then...
2: You're right, but think, But thinking about the fixtures coming up next week, Trabzon, Sporgata, Sarai, that, that could be the make or break for Bashak Sheher's season, even without playing. Mm-hmm. Because, if, because someone's going to drop points there. And if it's Trabzon, if it's a draw, for example, then Bashak Sheher are going to be quietly confident going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, but still, though, uh, they could have had it all in their own hands. Now they have yeah. to... Now they are dependent on Trabzonspor dropping some points before they yeah. face each other. They still square off, of course. But if Sport win that, you know, Sport have everything in their own hands right now. If they would have won this match, with the I think they always should have won this match against Galtride. Right, looking at the players missing for Galt's, mm. right. I mean, they didn't have a central duo pretty much. Uh, yeah. Falcao was missing. I mean, to be fair, Galtzroy right were playing almost a, a C team. Uh, with uh-huh. Muslera gone, with Falcao gone, with uh, Marcao, with uh, Dama of course, who's been out for a long time already. Uh, now, yeah. Mario Lemina also coming out of this match injured, I believe. He's injured now yeah. for, for next right. week two, against Trabzelsport.
2: Two or three weeks even. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's right.
1: So, I mean, for me, we, we always speak about Beshakchi here dropping the ball. And we've always pinned it on, on Abdullah Avci a little bit. But to me, this is a big... Choking moment for for Bersak-Shir as well. If you 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 of course look at it through the Galtrai lens, and okay, you know Galtrai, they played a good match. They had one of their best matches in the season statistically in terms of shots on goal and mm-hmm. and, and, and and crosses and stuff like that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Fun, funnily enough, without Falcao playing, which mm-hmm. is bizarre. But but then you need yeah. to look at it from from a st- take a step back for a second and look at it from Bershakshir's point of view. This was a make. This could have been. Uh, a, defining moment of the season for them if they won this they would have gone four points clear at the top with only what is it five matches remaining they yeah. I, I think they kind of dropped the ball here in my opinion and look they are still in the driver's seat of course but to me this is a weak showing from Bashakshi here they should have won and let's not forget the aftermath as well edin vischa getting sent off with double yellow cards he won't be there next week. He's incredibly important for them. Uh, they seemed agitated throughout the match. Um, yeah, I, I, I had the feeling that the Bashakshir players kind of, yeah, the nerves were getting to them. Maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, possibly. I'm uh, just thinking back to some of the highlight shots that they had. Uh, Denver Bar had a couple of good chances after coming on. Um, but yeah, I suppose you're right. They didn't. They didn't have. They didn't come out all guns blazing like they have in other games, and and let's give some credit to Okan Kochukha as well because he made some some decent saves uh, throughout the game after making a pretty glaring mistake in the first few minutes. Um, they had a shot that was cleared off the line by the 17-year-old Emin Bayram as well. Um, so I think they they I think on paper coming into the game I agree with you they would have they should have expected to beat this wounded, gym Bomb. but in the way that the game uh, play, played out. I think one point is still okay. One point is still okay. But you're right. I'm doing this completely from the Galatasaray lens, trying trying to put myself in a Başakşehir fans' perspective, which is almost impossible for
1: obvious reasons. All right, Umut. Let's get your take on the match quickly, please.
3: Well, actually, Galatasaray played really well, uh, accor- uh, uh, despite uh, having lots of missing players uh, on the field. Uh, like having no strikers, but uh, in, uh, instead of like going directly to goal, they persistently crossed the ball into the penalty area. I don't know what, what were they thinking during the game, but maybe they could be like doing the uh, assignments given by the first uh, term in the game uh but uh, we also struggled to uh, go to goal going to goal uh from the you know uh, flanks uh, because başakshire's backs are really talented and uh, really good uh compared to our uh uh, wingers uh, because you know Uh, Henry Onyekuru is uh, mostly a counter-attacker during these times. And Başakşehir played really well uh, in these defensive uh, phase of the game. And I think Gassay could have been lucky from the set-pieces. However, not having a proper set-piece taker during the game uh, like Selçuk or... I don't know. uh, It could be anybody else. But uh, having... Not having uh, any player to take these free kicks uh, is a struggle uh, for these games. Uh, it's all uh, actually really crucial because, remembering those times when Salchukinan just uh, ended the game with a simple kick from the direct free kicks, uh, it seems so easy. But right now, it's uh, really seemingly pretty hard and. Uh, we also struggled with the uh, not having a proper striker during the game. And uh, luckily, Emre Aquabus scored for us. And seeing that uh, Mahmoud Tekdemir, Edim Vişcan, Daniel Alexic are suspended for the next game of Başakşehir, uh, it seems like they're going to struggle at their end as well. And I think it will be a, you know... Challenging title race between uh, Trabzonspor and Başakşehir from now on.
1: Yeah, and you alluded to that already. Uh, it's gonna be a title race between Başakşehir and uh, Trabzonspor. I think that's uh, we can all probably agree on that. Galatasaray are now eight points back. Sivasspor are seven points back after this match day. Um, it seems like Trabzonspor, who are two points back, are really the only big challengers for the title apart from uh, Başakşehir at this stage. Uh, so let's uh, quickly speak about Trabzonspor uh, this week. They had the opportunity, of course, with Fen- uh, Bashakshir and try squaring off to do uh, some good business, uh, to get a win, put the pressure on Bashakshir, But they, they, they squandered the chance, they squandered the opportunity despite scoring within the first, I believe, 60 seconds of the match through Sir Lotto, after a little bit of a mix-up at the back for Ankara Giju, they were unable to secure a victory at home. Uh, of course, you know, at home these days, without fans, uh, it's questionable how much of an advantage that gives, but still. Um, they dropped two precious points against Ankara Giju. It's not so much to... I don't... I didn't really feel like Ankara Giju really seemed to have an opportunity to get a point. I think this would have ended in a 1-0, uh, not to that Trabzonspor played very well, but Angregidju got a little bit lucky. They got a penalty, and it was definitely there was some hand contact there, I think, arm contact. So, uh, but I think they got a little bit lucky there. Um, I don't think they would have scored otherwise. Jakub, what's your take on the match uh, from Trabzonspor's perspective? Uh, how much did it hurt? And uh, of course, let's also get your take a little bit on that Emre Agbaba goal that probably salvaged your title opportunities.
0: Um, to be honest, I wasn't able to watch the whole game. I uh, just fell asleep for some reason. This this heat here is just, look, you know, messing with my body. Um, I watched when I when I woke up. Ungarikia uh, had a penalty, so I watched from from that point forward. I did watch. Um, I did watch an uh, uzet, so to speak. So I, I I did see the see the positions and whatnot. But it's just unbelievable, you know. I'm I'm used to troublesome just bottling whatever. Uh, chances they have to become you know champions and um, you could just see it once again we did they did start pretty well you know with the goal but they are like you know I've seen a lot of people complain about how the refereeing was and there there were like maybe like eight eight yellow cards or something maybe more like like 12 yellow cards and it was really it was it was a a really physical match
1: yeah, it really was Ankaragucu were falling a lot. I had the impression uh just body checking and uh, left and right and uh, I I didn't uh, Rodriguez get sent off as well. Uh, the yeah. goal score. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah definitely was a very uh, physical game, but that's to be expected I think from who are also fighting for their life at this point at the bottom of the table.
0: I mean it's I mean I'm not I'm not blaming them, but you could see that especially like in the first half there were maybe four fouls on only Guillermo the whole midfield just attacked Giamma every time he tried to attack, and um, it's just it's just typical for You know, they when, whenever we play against a team that just closes down and defends, we just don't have the creativity to open it up um, that we used to have. You know, um, with 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 a lot of our players being uh, be, being injured and stuff. You know, Sosa has just it, it has just been uh, you know able to play, Ekoban. Uh, was injured during the during the warming up so he it was a bit you know him missing him was was a pretty big issue and you know you we don't really have players that can um reliably um play in the positions of Wakaeme and Ekuban and that's that is just what was shown in this game you can't have like a Bilal Bashajoko who in all fairness did pre- did play pretty okay but the end result is just nowhere near and you know you just you just you you are getting a kind of kind of used to it. You know, it's not the first time I've seen Troublesport doing this. It's it ha- every every single time that we are playing for the championship. It starts. It it seems to happen. But I have to say, um, you know, I I did watch, um, I did watch the Galstrey game like the last half hour. I saw when uh, I I saw I, I watched from uh, when I when Emre scored, and I did quite like how how Gossary played, and um. Really happy that uh, you know that they picked a picked a couple of points off of uh, Bashak here, and um, you know now you have the issue about <clears throat> we're playing against uh, Gasrai this weekend, and I do think that uh, we we do have like an um, like an enormous chance. Ekuban and Wakayama are both back and are, are supposed to be in playing order. Um, I think that uh, the Pasha uh, draw is. It, has really helped the team, you know, focus up a little bit and get the morales a little bit up. So it doesn't really seem like um, we already threw it away, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think that it's still it's still Başakşehir is to lose instead of uh, Trabzonspor, but um, if if you look at the squads, we we do deserve to you know to 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 end up at top, but uh, you know, it, football isn't always the, the most fair game, so. We'll mm. see, we'll see. It's uh, it's getting a little bit tense. I'm starting the field a little bit, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it is what it is.
1: Next week will be crucial. Antalya Spor will be facing Bashakshir, Like I was already said, Başakşehir missing a lot of key players. Antalya Spor are unbeaten for, I believe, 11 matches now. Uh, they ended uh, this week with a draw though but uh they will definitely uh not uh, lay down and, and 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 roll over and die so uh Basakshir will have their test and of course Galatasaray against Trabzonspor is going to be the cracker of this coming weekend and um yeah it, it, i think that Galatasaray probably had their last chance this match day but you never know if Başakşehir lose and if Galatasaray win, you know, it's, it's Turkish league is crazy, so we never know, but the, Trabzonspor, they win. Uh, I think there's a good opportunity in it for them. I, I could definitely see Basakshir draw points, especially with Visca, uh missing. And uh, who else was uh, suspended? Uh, he wasn't the only one, I believe. Tegdimir as well. And, Tekdimir, yeah. Alexic. And Alexic, yeah, there you go. That's uh, three uh, important players for them against a very tough side like Antalya Sport. It's going to be fascinating this weekend. Okay, then quickly, let's move over to Sivaspor, the number... 3 in the standings. They dropped points as well. In fact, they lost 2-0 at home to relegation side Kayseri spore, Surprising scoreline there. I think that uh, kind of finishes off Sivas the uh, title aspirations definitively. Um, yeah, they, they had a fantastic season. Uh, that has to be said. They are still very much in the run for Europe. But at this point, uh, Besiktas are creeping closer. Uh, of course, there's Galt Sarai. Um Then it all kind of probably depends a little bit on how that shapes up. Uh, whether Trabzonspor gets banned or not from Europe, but spore have been uh, dropping points left and right, so uh, they're definitely not in the best of form right now. Any uh, remarks here, and also on Sport's uh, remarkable comeback in the last uh, two weeks, we really six points. Anyone have anything uh, to add? I thought Sivas um, actually
2: kind of dominated the game. played played really well. They were mm-hmm. unlucky not to not to come uh, come away with anything here. And Kaiser's recent resurgence is quite amazing to watch because now they're in a pretty decent position to come out of the relegation zone. It's not impossible.
1: <laughs> Would you agree that Sivaspor maybe kind of just shot over their weight throughout the season mm. a little bit, and now they're ca- kind of coming down <coughs> a little yeah, bit to their I think true level?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a fair assessment, and they they've definitely been overachieving. And there's also the whole transfer issue about the two midfield dynamos, yeah. um, uh, Emre Kılıç and
1: Berat um, Akcan. Yeah, Berat so, uh, is being linked now to Fenerbahce, I believe.
2: Right, um, right, exactly. When he was supposed to be on track for Galatasaray, and then there's Emre who's yeah, yeah. supposed to be going to Galatasaray, and all this stuff. <laughs> it, I mean, if you're a Sivasspor fan, you'd think. What, you know, this stuff should have been left to the end of the season, not not right now. To be fair, it's though, it's, really it's already
1: July now, so it, you know, in the right, normal world, yeah. they probably would have signed somewhere already by this point. The thing is, well,
2: well, I, I try to look ahead at what's going to happen next year with, with, when it comes to these smaller teams doing well enough to get into a European spot, because mm-hmm. they're going to lose their two best players for sure,
3: mm-hmm.
2: probably a few others as well, and they're going to find themselves playing in the Europa League and getting thrashed, and... Um, yeah you know i again it comes back to the whole thing about coefficient and blah 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 but mm-hmm. anyway i, I like Sivas as a team as a club they've done um, they've done good things over the years of turkish football they've they've
1: had some, yeah. some players so the last uh, I, 13 14 years they've really been definitely. A, a decent yeah. fixture in the league yeah exactly so i'd i'd like to see them to
2: to compete well in europe and you know all that kind of stuff but i just fear i fear to
1: yeah. Let's move over then to uh, Besiktas, who won at home against Konyaspor, really didn't have too much problems with them, mainly thanks to a red card in the 15th minute for uh, Hadja Metovic. That really uh, shaped the game a little bit. Konyaspor started well enough in the opening 10 minutes or so. They showed some um, aspiration to go forward. But after that red card, it was mostly Besiktas. Uh, Burak Ilmas with a sensational goal and two assists again to his name, I believe. He got an assist, uh, two assists, and a goal last week as well. So um, he seems to have uh, come out of this whole Corona break, uh, yeah, finding form again. So two goals for Burak Yilmaz. We spoke about it last week already. How again he's over ten goals this season. Um, goal for uh, Abdoulaye Deyabi again as well he scored last week too and Jermaine Lens with a very nice little lob as well uh, pretty straightforward win for Besiktas, there was also a rough tackle by Domagoj Vida which some people really felt um, warranted a, a red card, um, it, it only got uh, booked with a yellow uh, did any of you uh, watch that and what did you think of it, should he have gotten sent off?
3: For me it's uh, red because uh, it doesn't seem like a red but the player who uh, is the opposition avoids his foot uh, mm-hmm. to not get a leg broken on his behalf because uh, it's an instant reaction. So I
1: think these kind of challenges need to be punished. Mm-hmm. What do what other people think? Did you think that yellow was fair or should a red been in order?
4: I think a red for that one. Uh, I think it was
1: counts as dangerous play.
4: Um, I don't think Vida is, you know, that kind of a dirty player. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think he's very hard, but usually usually fair. He, might yeah, he doesn't
1: get booked too often, I think. Uh, he yeah. has a hard man reputation, but he, he's usually relatively clean for a hard man.
4: Yeah, but I, I just think that it was just badly timed. I think mm-hmm. the, the conscious World player was just a little bit too quick. Um, Vida left his foot and it was high. I believe it was above the ankle. So, um, Letter of the Law because I'm a man of law that it should have been read and I think he got away with one there but as we all know there is no consistency in, in Turkish football which is why it's one big shit show but there we go yeah. That's we why think- we love it That's what,
1: why is, we love what, what did we think of the Hadja red card by the way? Did you guys think that was uh, On, point. On point Okay. Alright let's move over then to Alanyaspor because they dropped points again as well. Gustepe held them to a 3-3 draw. Alanyaspor uh, went uh, ahead. I think three times. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a crazy match. Efejan uh, with uh, and 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 uh, and and, and Cisse really linking up well in this match. They uh, really. F- just seemed to find each other uh, blindly. It was really uh, impressive to see those two link up. But at the end of the day, Gustepe managed to salvage a point, um, in part thanks to also Alpassan Öztürk, who again pops up at the, at the in front of goal to score as a central defender. So Gustepe hold Alanyaspor to a 3-3 draw, and that allowed Fenerbahce in turn to leap over Alanyaspor if they could beat Malatyaspor, which they did in emphatic fashion, uh, uh, against the ten man Malatya Sport. Fenerbahce took the lead, but ten man Malatya Sport came back, equalized, then went ahead, and then in the added time Fenerbahce not only equalized, but also found a winning goal. It was a crazy match. Um Bura quickly let us uh, take us back to that game and how you felt, especially in those dying minutes. Um well start of the match I, I didn't think we were playing very well. Or tool
4: Malachi sports game plan seemed to be press us, uh, press us high up the field. We were playing incredibly slow football. You can see that the team is almost already on. They, they seem done on their holidays. Um, some players look well, like they don't know each other. Uh, again, it was we had to believe starting Gustavo, uh, centre back. So you imme- immediately you lose his talents in central midfield, <clears throat> where we had Ozan. I mean, he popped up later on with two goals in injury time, but let's leave that for the time being. We had, I believe, Hassan Ali Kaldun's first assist. Um, a great-headed goal by, by Vidar, which is good, because hopefully that adds to his price tag. And then it just kind of trundled along a little bit. We were providing no real threat. Mehmet Ekici went off injured again, so I think that's probably him done for the season. And though we have maybe five or so games left. I don't think we'll see Ekici back, and I expect him to leave the club at the end of the season and we I don't know it was just a very boring game up until like the 80th minute if you were neutral it was, there was nothing much to write yeah. home about Fennar playing slow Malachi pressing us that was our only real game plan and then typical Fenar fashion I believe it was a corner that we let in a goal from um, and Yusuf um, got the goal in eight minutes later Doddle Mitchell I thought this is this is typical Farabachi. It's It's uh, another game where we, we we went ahead, but we played lacklustre football. Didn't really create anything. Didn't get the likes sort of like Fred on early enough for my liking. Even though we had uh, what was Gary Rodriguez and Dennis on the wings, not really playing well with the the, the backs. And you've got Ekeji in that attacking midfield position since uh, Man Max decided to gamble um, on his career. Um, so I thought, here we go, typical for now. And then, you know, 90th minute, Ozan Tufan, who had not had a very good game. He'd been, you know, very average, even below average, trundling around, looks like he's, you know, I said it before, he's put on a bit of weight. And I believe it was a a Veda assist, it was a cross. I can't, I, don't, I think it was from a Faraday cross, if I'm not mistaken. The ball comes to... Um, Vedat drops it and Ozan just flicks his foot at it, and it looks like an extremely low effort, effeminate flick of the boot, but it goes over Farnall in the Malatya a goal and and goes in. Uh, Lo and behold, about 90 seconds later, Cross comes in and Ozan jumps as if he's like jumping to try and you know, swat a fly, you know, not much effort. It looks like there's not much energy being used. And he manages to get a head on it, decent header, and guide it past Farnall. So out of nowhere, we've, actually, we've absolutely stolen one. Um, and, you know, at the moment, I'm, j- I'm just happy for three points and to see us win games. The football is was extremely lacklustre. So let us be under no illusion that this is papered under no cracks of the fact that we've not been playing good football for a very long time. Um, but it felt good um, to get the win and and then of course all the the shit show comes out afterwards with the uh, Malatya Spor Bashkan saying we want you know justice and adalet for you know Gökhan and it wasn't a a, a second yellow because they just he t- challenged Emre for the ball and Emre went down and then you've got all the p- press coming out you know, onto you know, Emra saying why was this, why was it a second yellow? Why wasn't he sent off? Why aren't the rules being enforced? To them, I say, go back to the previous game, motherfuckers. When Farno was off his line when we took the penalty, the rules weren't enforced then. So you can shut the fuck up about having to want the rules enforced now. Especially Fartis Terim, the fucking cancer of a human being that he is, coming out with his Zorlu statement again, saying I want Adalet. Bitch, last two years you had all the fucking referee calls. So he needs to just be eradicated from football culture because he is a disgusting human being. Um, And yes, those are my thoughts on the game of Fenerbahce. I look forward to our game next week and (laughs) we'll wait and see how it
1: goes. (laughs) Lovely how you turned into Fatih bashing again. Um, (laughs) You need to cool it down, dude. You need to cool it down. Don't hate the player, hate the game.
4: Nah, he, he deserves all the hatred in the world, so I can't wait
1: till he... Just okay, so the- Malet, uh, with that win, of course, leapfrogging Alanya's for in the standings right now. They are in 6th position at the moment. What um, a position to be in, 6th. Uh, Love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I do believe uh, 44 points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, six Who's counting? Who's counting? Yeah. I'm not counting. Anyway, uh, let's move over then to the next match. Rizespor, Denizlispor, in the belly of the table, pretty much uh, ended up in a 2-2 draw. Uh, Gaziantep held Antalyaspor to a 1-1 draw. So Antalyaspor, having a great run of form in, in the sense that they haven't lost a match in, I believe it is 11 games now, um, but they are held to a 1-1 draw. So next week they will be facing Bashakshir and they could definitely play a big role in the title race. And then finally, on the final match day of match 29, Genscherberli lost at home to Kasim Pasha. Um, I think let's quickly uh, look, take a look at the standings because there's a couple of shifts at the bottom of the table. Uh, Malatya Spore are not in the relegation zone right now, but they are on level points with Kayseri Spore, who suddenly have found a lifeline. Uh, and Konya Spore are now dropped, have now dropped down to 17th place. Ankara Guju with their point, not much changed for them. So it's really uh, a 5 Race, so to speak, uh, in the terms of who's going to go down, and uh, Rizespor with a point this weekend, so they move. They have a little bit of breeding room, but not a lot, just a point above the relegation drop-off. So, yeah, very interesting uh, relegation battle right now. Just Rizespor with uh, they're just one point removed from relegation, and then we have both sport and Sport, like I said, on 28 points. And then there's K- Konyaspor on 27 points. So any of those teams can still relegate Ankara Giju uh, on 25 points. They aren't uh, dead yet. One win can move uh, them close to salvation. So lots of things to happen in this these final um, five matches now of the season at the bottom of the table. And at the top of the table, we already spoke about it before um, at the moment... We have here with 60 points in the lead. Trabzon Spore with 58 points in second position. So it's really pretty much all between them. Then Siva Spore have 53 points. So they're 7 points behind the leaders. Galatasaray 52 points. or are 8 points behind. And then Besiktas 10 points behind the leaders with 50 points. Uh, and then Fenerbahce on 46. So they're only 4 points off from 5th. And Alanya Spor now on 45. So they're 5 points off from 5th uh, position, for the rest of the table I do, uh, I encourage you to download the Be In Sports app and you can check all of the things on there, uh, guys the, the table is slowly taking shape at the top I think the top 2 is relatively clear of course though, the, the devastation of maybe losing the title can always um, destabilize one of those 2 clubs at the top, so you never know but it does look like a two-horse race for these last five matches. Uh, let's uh, quickly get your prediction with five matches to go. I'm just very curious who you guys think is going to lift the trophy at the end of the season. Burak, I'm going to start with you. Five games from the from the end now. We'll go back and uh, watch, the, watch the, these predictions in five weeks and see uh, who got it right. So who, who do you think is going to win the title this season?
4: I think it's Bashak um Yeah, I think they have a, a good run of fixtures going into the the last uh, bunch of games. Um, even though they've got suspensions this week, I think fortune is going to uh, to favour them. So I'm going with Bashak Sheher.
1: All right, probably. Umut, who's going to win the title according to you? Well, it's never easy to say it's early, but yeah, it's uh, Bashak
3: Shehiz who is closer to the take the title because you know, the factor of the uh, coaching stuff uh, takes part in here. And I don't think uh, Hussein Chimshir has the, you know, experience to achieve what it takes to have in these final uh, stages of the uh, league. Uh, and Okan Buruk has a couple of seasons behind uh, in his career and has uh, more experience compared to his opponent right now, and I think and it, him being, being uh, in front uh, in this stage gives him a massive advantage and I think Okan has the advantage right now. Alright, Uzer, what about you? What do you
2: think? Yeah, I agree with Umut's analysis. Um, I think the, the managerial change for Trabzonspor a few months back really screwed up the psychology of the team. Um, and Başakşehir have, have all the cards and they've got cool head with Okan in charge. So my vote is going to be for Bashak Shir. However, I will also caveat that by saying I did put 10 pounds on on Sports to win the league <laughs> at the start of the season. So it's kind of a win-win to me. How much is <laughs> that going
1: to pay, uh, pay off if you, if they end up winning? I'm just about
2: to restart my computer. Sorry guys. No. <laughs>
1: <Is> it? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, fine. Uh, Jakub, am I going to omit you? Do you not want to jinx anything or do you want to make a, uh, make a prediction?
0: I don't want to jinx anything. Okay. I just want—I I just want to say that I will remember everything, and I will point to people if we do, if we do win the championship. Are you ready s- for that?
1: I think Antalyaspor are going to uh, take <coughs> points from Trakia this weekend. I think Trabzonspor are going to win, and I think they're going to go on and lift the title at the end of the season. Maybe it's a little bit of wishful thinking. I just uh, hope that uh, the people in Trabzon, who I know, there's lots of crazy people there who did a lot of bad stuff over the last couple of years. Um, you know, uh, irrationally angry maybe, uh, understandably angry to others. But I think there's still a lot of very loyal fans there that deserve a title for the first time in over 30 years. Uh, they will deserve to uh, celebrate a championship, just like the Liverpool fans did this past week. So I hope for travels and Spore that in five weeks' time, they can celebrate as well. Um, I think that's going to cover the league portion of the ma- of the of the podcast. Quickly, we're going to make mention of that other semi final in the Turkish Cup, which was won by Alanya Spor. They won, uh, I believe, four 0 against Antalyaspor, taking them to the Turkish Cup final. Meaning they will face Trabzonspor in the Turkish Cup final. So Trabzonspor have an opportunity to t- to win a double. But they can also lose everything, which brings me back to, I believe, the 2005 2006 season where Fenerbahce were both in the cup final and also looking like they were going to win the league, but everything went sour there as well. So you never know, being in a final and in the title race until the dying weeks doesn't always mean you're winning a trophy. But uh, fingers crossed for Trabzonspor. And also, of course, fingers crossed for Basakşı here if you do support Basakşı here. Uh, guys, anything else to add to this week of crazy yes, Turkish
3: football? Yes, I have one thing to add uh, about the fine uh, given to Ahmed Aolu this week. Uh, he was given uh, 15 days of fine. Uh, what do you call it in English? It's hak mahrumiyeti in Turkish, but I don't suspension. know what it is. Yeah, suspension kind of thing. And I don't think this is uh, this is fair because uh, in the last two years uh, Mustafa jengiz was given 60 days and 45 days of uh, uh, suspension during uh, the uh, statements he was given he gave uh, after some incidents occurred during the league and now uh, a president of a club just uh, enters the uh, pitch and harasses and uh, assaults any other team's, I don't know, staff uh, whatsoever and just takes 15 days of punishment
1: doesn't seem right to me and I just wanted want to mention that. I think it's a really yeah, r- I, weird, uh, weird punishment as well, 15 days. What does that mean, 15 days? Yeah, Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, it's, but it's way week. too much. <laughs> it's too much <laughs> consistency I mean, burak come on
0: no no but i no, no i mean i mean i know that people are ret- people people have been talking about it online and the difference is what people are saying it is is that um, mustafa Jengis was reprimanded for talking about the tff while you know he could have oh. just go ahead and punch someone and that would probably make it <laughs> yeah. make it less you know i yeah. think that, i think the big issue is that he was talking about the tff mm-hmm. and that's why he was so
1: um, punish so hard. Yeah, we we so. all know that governing bodies in Turkey don't take uh, kindly to criticism.
3: The more ridiculous thing is that like uh, last season in these last games uh, the real sport president also told that if I had a gun at this point uh, I would have shot the ref from his head and just took like 20 days of punishment after the suspension I like see, that. Then
1: this is pretty consistent and that's what people... Yeah, are <laughs> yeah, <for. laughs> yeah, you can uh, just
3: uh, take your gun with you <laughs> into the games.
1: Yeah, I, I'm surprised that something like that has never happened uh, in Turkish football, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Also... Let, well, fingers crossed it never will, of course.
3: Also, have you seen the weird line drawn in the Trabzonspor game at the end of the game? There was an offside yeah. line drawn by the VAR and uh-huh. it was... Not even parallel to the you know penalty area lines.
1: Well, it's uh, it's it's like that. You remember that uh, really big Enzo Rocco shoe that looked like a yeah. crown shoe? <laughs> <laughs> so, there's some weird weird uh, things. Uh, I, I'm just gonna I, I, let's just uh, think it's it's weird at uh, camera angles or so. I don't know, man. I, uh, and you you just kind of you know,
3: confuse your trust on yeah, these,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, man, I know. It's it's. There's some dodgy pictures sometimes, some dodgy lines, some dodgy clown shoes, some dodgy that stuff is not, happening. That, with is bar. Not,
3: that is not even parallel to the other lines in the game. I, I, I seem sure. to recall
1: something similar to that, actually, with, where the line was really weird and not parallel to the... Oh, wait. Wasn't it one of the... Yeah t- no nah, but that was like a pen- pictures of like a penalty and and, and I think Farnell coming on oh, yeah, the yeah. and stuff that, that was Oh yeah yeah but that was
3: taken by a uh,
1: you know screen a, yeah. A camera, yeah yeah
3: person's yeah, yeah. camera his own camera so yeah
1: uh, anyway, uh, I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Football Alaturka. Let us know if you are okay with our shorter format, which we have been running the last couple of weeks. We've been trying to limit it a little bit to 45 to 55 minutes rather than the usual 90 minutes. I don't know if any of you prefer a longer format. Let us know. Uh, and if you're happy with uh, this uh, length then also let us know Uh, but that'll do it for this week's episode of Football Alec Turca covering matchday 29 of the Turkish Football Super League 2019-2020 season five more weeks to go and then we will know who goes down who comes up and of course who lifts the trophy guys thank you very much for joining me this week and thank you very much for listening we'll see you again next time
3: thank you see
4: you next week stay safe and wash your hands if you're going outside